Welcome to the next episode of the SFC Europe podcast. I'm your host, Alan Ambrose. Today, we're going to be interviewing Suzanne Spolarich, and it's one of the most exciting topics I've uh, been able to talk with anybody about so far. We're going to be talking about coaching and what it means to make an impact in university ministry. You're going to really enjoy this episode. Please check out the SFC Europe website for more information, more resources so that you could become involved. And please don't forget to rate us and like us on your favorite podcasting uh, app. Let's get right to it and hear all about what God has been doing through Suzanne in Paris. So welcome uh, to the next episode of Students for Christ Europe's podcast. We're really excited to have with us today Suzanne Spolaert with us, and she is reading us from uh, Paris, and we're going to have a chance to talk with her about coaching, Uh, and we're really excited to have you with us, Suzanne. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Alan. So I am uh, really interested in us having more of a personal communication and finding out about you. Can you share with us maybe a little bit of your story, your background, maybe how you came to Christ, how you got to Paris and uh, maybe hit the highlights of what student ministry has meant for you over the years as well. All right. Well, I was a university student myself in in, uh, New York City at Columbia University, um, studying for my master's degree in teaching English as a second language. Okay. Um, I had been in the Peace Corps prior to that to teach English to French speakers in Togo, West Africa. Wow. And it was during that time that I was kind of on a spiritual search. Um, and I started reading the Bible in French. Okay. The reason I was in Togo was that after I graduated from college, I couldn't find a, a job. Mm-hmm. And so I responded to just an interest from the Peace Corps and uh, found out they were having a, a program over there. And so I joined, and I didn't have any other options, so I joined the mm-hmm. Peace Corps. It was a tremendous experience, but especially I remember it for my spiritual life. Okay. Um, while I was there, I, I met some missionaries, and I didn't realize it, but they, they had prayed for me. And, okay. um, but it was while I was at grad school in New York City that I came to Christ in my okay. apartment reading the Word of God. Wow. Really yes. Cool. Yeah. And then um, I continued my, my life journey on. I found myself back in uh, my father's house in Maryland mm-hmm. after the death of my mom. Big, big experience. And at that time, I met some charismatic Christians who mm-hmm. invited me to meetings. And so I continued my journey with Christ. and. Um, came to the baptism in the Holy Spirit and uh, was just really excited to, to follow the Lord and, and find Christian community there. And of course, we were grieving the death of my mom. And so I met many of her friends who actually uh, affirmed me in my, uh, in my, my call and, uh, to follow Christ. And uh, it was at that time that I became part of a new church. Okay. It was an Assemblies of God church, hmm. and uh, we founded uh, Cornerstone Assembly of God in Maryland, and it was there that the Lord called me to be a missionary, and wow. 
Yeah. And it was at a, actually, to cut the long story short, I was at a, um, uh, I guess they called them SALT conferences at that time. Okay. And I, in Washington, D.C., and it was there that uh, God called me to, to minister to university students. Cool. And uh, so I, I started my journey to, okay. to, to, you know, to be a missionary and um, started, I was itinerating and uh, uh, God called me to France. And so I found myself coming to France in 1999 with that okay. call in my life to minister to university students. And I knew it was wow. France and I knew it was uh, university students. It was kind of step by step that he led me. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, so it was exciting, really exciting. I became a student myself again okay. <laughs> in France in order to um, you know, have my visa. And uh, it was perfect. It was perfect training to be in the university situation as mm-hmm. a student yeah. and sit next to students, you know, and, yeah. and um, just get to know the French culture and the French mindset. And, and it was also an opportunity for me just to be myself and and uh, give people Bibles, you know, talk about my faith just on a, a personal one-on-one level with a lot of students. And um, I found out that several of them considered me like a, a chaplain. Okay. And, uh, and, and that was kind of neat. And, and then eventually, you know, we, I established ministry there. And I was, okay. I was, I, that was down in the south of France, actually, before I came up to Paris. Okay. Yeah. So I was there Great. for seven years. And then right. God, God called me up to Paris. And I've been here okay. uh, 18 years. 18 years in Paris. Wow. Right, right. I've been in France for 25 years, right. That's incredible. Um, so are, what, what does ministry look like for you now in Paris? What are you involved in? What's going on with your life there? Well, right now, as you know, we're, we're still coming out of this COVID-19 situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we are meeting online okay. uh, every Wednesday, every Wednesday evening. And um, it's, it's been a real challenge. Um, but I believe everyone is excited about it now. And I've okay. really been trying to get the students to realize that this is an opportunity that we we'll want to keep. Mm-hmm. Um, working online is something that is for this 21st century. And um, so it, I'm finding that really exciting. I'm part also of the Bridge International Church as okay. a, an associate pastor there. Okay. And um, I wear the hat of ministering to the university students. So we're, we are actually cooperating with uh, the International Church. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. And that's been going uh, uh, in Paris going well. So that's exciting to hear. Excellent. Yes. So we are going to talk today about coaching. There's something you mentioned that um, I know that you were passionate about, and I love the idea of coaching. I've taken a few courses on how to be a coach and stuff as well. And so mm-hmm. um, it's an exciting thing for me. So I'm interested to hear your point of view and uh, to maybe share with people listening uh, what coaching might be as a, uh, a method or a way to minister to people um, through uh, university ministry and coaching. So can mm-hmm. you tell me, how did you come to the, um, to the idea of coaching? What, what drew you to this aspect of ministry that we call coaching? Well, I, I always look at opportunities that are presented mm-hmm. to us as a missionary body. Okay. And uh, when I, 
I saw that like, this coaching, um, I didn't really know what it was all about, but I, sure. I, I, kind of, I looked at it and I thought, wow, that, that looks like something that um, would really benefit me. That okay. would be, I just considered that, hey, this is, this is what I do all the time. I'm, I'm yeah. listening to students and talking to them. And although I didn't really know what this term was and what the course would mm-hmm. be about, um, I, I was very intrigued. And so I researched it a little bit and, mm-hmm. and decided that I was going to sign up for the first course. Okay. And um, I ended up really, really think, really saying to myself, this, this is a very, very beneficial thing, not only for mm-hmm. others, but, but for me in my own personal life. So that's, wh- that's why I decided to uh, uh, just start it. And so I, mm-hmm. started, I started the courses and I, actually I, I went through uh, enough courses to be able to be um, certified and um, with CAM, uh, Coach, okay. Acro- Coach Approach Ministries. Yeah. And, um, and so now I'm a certified coach and I'm working on my, what they call the international Christian, uh, fellowship of, uh, coaches. Excellent. I'm working towards that, um, that, that accreditation as well. Wonderful. Can you maybe give for people listening who have no idea what coaching is, maybe they think that you're coaching a football team or something like that. What, <laughs> yes. what is, what is a, a coach approach to ministry look like? What does that coaching look like? Um, how would mm-hmm. you define it? Well, coaching is uh, basically just helping someone get from where they are to where they want to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it's, um, it, you hear often about life coaches. Okay. Uh, so you mm-hmm. can, you can coach someone, you know, who just um, is kind of stuck maybe somebody who, who is in their job and, and isn't growing or doesn't, you know, isn't moving ahead, uh, in their own personal, uh, growth. And, mm-hmm. um, and so you, we, you know, can help someone like that to, um, to just see where they're at and where they want to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it, you know, it kind of, uh, it's a it's an approach to listening to the person mm-hmm. and uh, helping them helping them right. to, to to go from one situation to to where they want to be and taking them through the process great so um it sounds really exciting i'm wondering how does it help you when with like maybe leaders or christians who you're working with how does that coaching uh affect them or how do you use it with people that you're working with or Maybe sure. we might say in other terms, we might say we're discipling or we're in a relationship with this person um, right. in some right. sort of ministry to them. How does coaching help? Well, I think it really helps me in uh, just in any, any relationship whatsoever. But okay. to help, with Christian, help us with Christian leaders, for example, um, who would be perhaps people we'd want to work with or people that with whom we would want to have a really good relationship who should know us and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, that I would, it, it helps me to come to them with no agenda mm-hmm. in my conversations, not, and not to be, um, you know, uptight or, okay. <laughs> uh, or, or walking on eggs, mm-hmm. um, just to listen to them mm-hmm. and, one of the great things about coaching is learning to ask powerful questions. Right. So, um, 
as, as I'm listening to a leader, then I can uh, formulate some mm-hmm. uh, very powerful questions to ask them. And the, the whole goal is to establish a relationship of trust. Right. Really, without, without um, that relationship of trust, coaching doesn't work. Uh, so you, I think in general, in terms of Christian leaders, um, it, it just helps, uh, helps me to really have uh, a good basis for the relationship and a good give and take, mm-hmm. but um, makes me more of a listener sure. than someone who's going to come in and actively try to establish my own agenda. Right. Um, have you uh, thought... And me, and this is the exciting part for me. I've, I've, I know there the the coach approach ministries offers different classes, and one of the classes I've seen people offering is like a coach approach to discipleship or a coach approach to evangelism. Have you um, seen or how do you how does a coach approach to ministry help you engage with a pre Christian or someone who doesn't know Christ yet? Is there a way that it helps there? Oh yes, I I think so. You know, oftentimes we're we're taught uh, in church and growing up, you know, going to school, Bible college, mm-hmm. you know, that that uh, there's almost like a heavy burden on us to get out there and and uh, and uh, witness to people and mm-hmm. and give our testimony. Um, I think what what coaching helps us to do is to 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 have a process in in the relationship and not to have an agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really important. You put you want to put the the person you're talking to in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that person leads the discussion. So, so with any pre-Christian, it's just uh, beginning with the relationship and letting them um, find out who you are through mm-hmm. their own questions of you, but just going to uh, into the relationship and listening mm-hmm. and, um, and then asking, asking those powerful questions from time to time. Right. Uh, and a powerful question is always one that is very open-ended. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that gives the, the person, the, the Christian or pre-Christian, the opportunity to, to take the lead. Yeah. And um, also, you know, coaching is serving. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's serving because, you know, you don't come with that agenda. You don't come with a, with a time limit either. I've, right. I've got to, I've got to witness to this person today. I've got to tell this mm-hmm. person about Jesus. And so it um, enables you to come, come again to that relationship and really establish uh, a long-term relationship, listening to that person. So that person can trust you. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they need to trust you. They need to know that you're wanting the very best for them. Right. Exactly. I think that's an important part of it. And, and with not on an agenda, I need to get you to this place, but I want good things for you. That's what those questions are all about. How can I help that person get to where they want to go? Um, what's the difference between coaching and mentoring? Because I think sometimes we might get those two mixed up or put together or coaching and counseling. Those are kind of coaching, mentoring, counseling, kind of uh, right. all are important tools. Is there a difference that we need to be aware of? Yes, there is a difference. Um, I, I think that a mentor, um, when a person chooses a mentor, uh, mm-hmm. usually it's a person, they, they see in that person certain um, qualities or certain skills that they want to learn from that person. Mm-hmm. So it's very, it's, it's very specific in that sense. Yes. And the mentor, the mentor is in the driver's seat. Right. The mentor is the one who will, will be the one who, who imparts. Right. Um, 
in coaching, that's, that's not the way it is. In coaching, mm-hmm. it's the, the coach is, is really coming to serve mm-hmm. and, um, and listen to the client. Yeah. Uh, you know, the person being coached is, is the one who leads everything. Not that there isn't an agreement right. and not that there isn't, you know, a, um, uh, an understanding uh, from the get-go, but, um, but that's the difference. Yeah. That's the difference. I thought it was interesting it, what you said, like the mentor has something that that coach wants or the, the client, the person being mentored wants from right. them. Exactly. I, I had a, a, someone talking to me about coaching said that she believed she could um, be a great coach for a rocket scientist, even though she knows nothing about being a rocket scientist because she would help that rocket scientist to be the best rocket scientist he could become without having to actually be good at what he is good at. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's maybe the difference that we, that we see there. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And the same, the same goes for counseling. I mean, well, counseling is, is a, is a therapeutic, um, you know, kind of a work that, um, Maybe, you know, maybe a, a good counselor would uh, be asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, you know, a coach partners with the client and is on the same level. So yeah. in that sense, uh, the coach is not there to, to impart information uh, right. to the client. It's the client who is the expert, actually. That's how we yeah. look at it. Like you yes. were saying, the rocket scientist is the expert. And, you know, I would know nothing going to, to speak to a rocket scientist, but with the skills of coaching, I could help that person to become mm-hmm. all that, that uh, he or she wants to be. That's mm-hmm. really good. What, um, what kind of skills do you need as a coach? What's the most important thing you need to be good at? Well, I would say um, listening skills. Yeah. And listening skills are not skills that we are really uh, made to develop. I, I don't think, I don't, I don't find uh, much except maybe in communications classes, but I don't, mm-hmm. I've taken some communications classes and I don't think that, that that kind of emphasis has been placed on it. Um, except mm-hmm. in the coaching classes that I've taken. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, co- so coaching involves really good listening skills and um, you know, not, not having any, uh, preconceived notions or trying to lead uh, the, the the conversation. That seems um, difficult. <laughs> yes, it is. It, it takes a lot of constraint mm-hmm. uh, because you don't want to ask leading questions. Right. Um, that means that you're putting yourself in the driver's seat and you're trying to steer the conversation. But but really, you you want to sit back and you want to uh, just give the give the information you want to observe what you're hearing and you want to give that back in in a, a way to the client so that the person being coached can can say ah you know you're looking for that aha moment mm-hmm. for for the person and uh, i must say too you know the holy spirit really really helps us um of course uh, cam is a christian association. So they're taking the skills of coaching in a Christian context. And I think, you know, the Holy Spirit can really help us in that so that we, we, we're listening. We don't come with an agenda. Right. And, and we, we're asking powerful questions, not necessarily because we prepared them in advance, but it's because we've been listening deeply mm-hmm. and, and we can touch on a question 
where the where I've had sometimes the uh, person being coached say to me, "Wow, that's a good question. I've never thought of that." And that's yeah. what you want. That's what you want to come to. Yeah. Very cool. What other kinds of things do you, does a coach do besides listening and asking questions? Are there other tools they need to have? Well, yeah, you, you want to be affirming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, know, you also want to make good, uh, you know, direct, uh, concise statements to help the person, uh, okay. you know, uh, move forward. Um, you know, and it's that confidentiality as well. Okay. Uh, in a coaching relationship, you express that from the beginning and um, the client can, you know, the coach never would, would uh, tell anyone, you know, who they're coaching or, or the content of any coaching session, unless the, the person being coached, um, you know, says that there's no problem with that. But uh, on, on, on the overall, it's a, it's a confidential relationship and that's what encourages that trust. And also your peers, you, you are, you are just two peers who have come to an agreement and um, you're learning, you're learning from one another. Yeah. It can be really powerful when you um, get to be in a relationship where that person is helping you to become the best person or you're there to help them. It can make uh, a a ton of difference in their lives. Exactly. Um, Yeah. This is, it's really exciting for me because I, I get to spend time with with students who are leaders or teams of people. And I'm wondering, do you have any experience coaching teams or how does it work with teams? This is a, a topic that I like to ask all the people talk about coaching because <laughs> yeah. they all talk about, you know, like coaching one person. And yet, um, is there a way that it could work with the team? I'm wondering that. Yes. As a matter of fact, that's the last course that I took. Oh, um, excellent. Give me all the yes. tools. Yes. Oh, well, I don't know that I can give them all to you right now, <laughs> Ellen, but but I do encourage you to, uh, to go to that class the next time it's offered. Okay. Um, I, we actually observed uh, our instructor um, okay. during our session treating us as a team, and okay. it, was an, it was an incredible experience to learn that way. You know, mm-hmm. um, many of us learn experientially like that, sure. and, and seeing, seeing uh, her put that into practice right with us was, was extremely helpful. But awesome. we also saw that we learned all the challenges that come with that. Sure. Um, but yes, there it's when you're, when I have tried to do it also use some of the principles, I haven't mm-hmm. said it outright to my student sure. leaders, but I've tried yeah. to use some of those. Um, and basically um, you help them to establish the values right. uh, that they, that they all believe in. Right. And, and that takes, that takes a long time. It does. <laughs> And that's and true. come to and come to agreement. So you know that's another element of coaching is to have a lot of patience, mm-hmm. um, and to to let the process take take its course. And um, you want to you want to help to bring them to decision making, but you also want to make sure everybody in the team is included, mm-hmm. and has had his or her participatory uh, yeah. place. You know, in the discussion. Is I, I've tried this once with a group in, in Graz where we were working together. The hard part for me was not trying to lead them where I wanted them to go, but to help them figure out what they really wanted as a team. Exactly. Yeah. And so I wanted to be like, let's do this, let's do this. I'm like, yeah. no, that's you're just trying to coach them. They need to have have it for themselves. And so that, that was right. for me, that was really difficult. Yeah. Well, that's, 
that's great. I, I look forward to taking that class. That's on my list um, of things. Great. To I think you'll enjoy it. I think so too. How does coaching influence other things you do ministry wise? Are there under other things that, um, I mean, you kind of talked about different areas where, you know, coaching comes out. Is there, is that influence how you, um, well, yeah, how evangelism works or how discipleship works, or does it influence other areas of your life of ministry that you do? Yes, I do think so. Um, I work with a, a French team mm-hmm. um, who works on the internet, and um, I'm part of the. Actually, I was asked to be part of the the board, and uh, so I'm I'm on that board, and um, I find that coaching skills really help me in that situation. Um, to 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 really ask the good questions, and I and. Yeah. It helps me also in my spiritual life to, to okay. really depend upon the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen that as he's my go-to. You know, Whenever I'm in a situation where I'm trying to lead something or mm-hmm. take it where I want it to go, as you were just saying, yeah. I find that, that um, coaching classes and, and just the whole notion has you know, take, made me take a step back and just to wait. Mm-hmm. And not to be so um, quick to run into a situation or to say something mm-hmm. and to really think about it first um, before I express myself. And um, it helps me to, to give clear information too, because concise statements come through at that time. Um, well, I, I don't think it can hinder in any sense, yeah. anywhere really. And uh, going out with the students, I remember when we were on campus. Uh, to do our coffee to go, for example, uh, mm-hmm. that was just the conversations with people that we had. Yeah, um, they were able to uh, do that kind of listening, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what made I think more people stand around and uh, mm-hmm. just take their time. They were very curious. Um, I think that curiosity is a big part of coaching because yeah. you you want to be. Uh, engaged in a conversation that leads the person to open up. And, um, and uh, so so even, and that continues on after, after someone begins to come to our meetings and and gives their lives, uh, they give their lives to Christ. Then that whole discipleship process uh, has a good foundation because you've already Mm -hmm. um, established that trust Mm -hmm. and, and, and it keeps going in that direction because because you want that person to be respected and you're listening to them and honoring them and letting them come into their own relationship with Christ. That's what I think is so neat because, um, you know, you, you, um, you want to give, um, you want to provide capacity for them to learn and to be, to be dependent on Christ and not dependency on you or Mm -hmm. on, you know, on anybody else. So I think it, I think it helps in that basis. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've kind of talked, I mean, there, there are different kinds of coaching and there are a lot of informal kinds where you've used coaching. Are there, are you in a currently in like in a formal coaching situation where you're coaching somebody where you have a, we're going to coach, we're going to do this for this long and we'll meet this often. Are you in a situation like that currently? Yes. Yes, I am. I okay. have, uh, I have uh, uh, two situations like that on, okay. on a weekly basis. Right. Yeah. On a weekly basis. On a weekly I, basis. Okay. Oh yeah. On a weekly how, basis. 
Mm-hmm. How much time do you feel like you're, you're spending in each time that you meet with these people or, or talk with well, them? Well, we, we have, we fixed it. We do it. We do it like we're doing, um, you know, with many things today <laughs> with, uh, yeah. with our situation online. So I sure. use uh, zoom. Sure. And, uh, so we, we set a time mm-hmm. and, um, one thing we do do is we, we cut off the video so that, so that we are just really listening to one another. Okay. That can be really, um, really good. Yeah. Yes. It's very helpful because we're really listening in and uh, we, we actually, we take turns because the, the, the people that I'm working with are also working towards accreditation for coaching. So we're helping one another okay. and uh, we coach one another and we give feedback to one another so that we can yeah. keep growing and learning Excellent. because the best way to become a good coach or better coach is to just coach. Right. And um, the experience of it. Mm-hmm. E- exactly. And putting it into practice. Right. Yeah. And, and every person who I've talked about who who's, who's done coaching, they've always said how important it is to be coached while you're coaching others so that you can really, uh, if you believe that it's going to help people, you could help you too. Right. Precisely. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Oh, but did you say how long you, how long of a session do you do like an hour for each yes. person? Okay. Yes. We do. Okay. We do an hour. We do an hour Excellent. each and uh, we give feedback one to another. And uh, okay. it's, it's, uh, it's challenging because you have yeah. to always come up with something um, that you want to be coached on. Right. Um, and uh, it, it really does help you as an individual to, mm-hmm. because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to look at it lightly in that situation. So we, we each um, pray about what we're, we're going to be coached about. And sometimes the Holy spirit puts his finger on something yeah. and uh, which is great. And um, it challenges, it challenges the whole situation. So it's, it's also building relationships amongst us. And, um, and I think we're going to have a great coaching team on the continent. Excellent. Um, I was, I had another question and just popped right out of my head. That's the terrible part when you're interviewing somebody and you forget what you're saying. I wanted to know, um, are there, what would you say are there, are the biggest challenges that you have in coaching other people? What are things that like, oh, this is really difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, sometimes, um, sometimes you have to come back to the, um, a person can get to talking and, and get off on ra- rabbit trails. Sure. And, and um, that's where a, a coaching agreement comes in right. handy, uh, okay. where you come back to the original. Uh, that This is something that has happened uh, quite frequently. You just come back to the original point that the person wanted to work on. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to remind the person of that. Right. And uh, so you, you bring them back to that original agreement. So it's always yeah. something, it's always based on your agreement, but sometimes yeah. that can, yeah, that can, um, it, it, you can't be timid uh, when you coach and, you know, just let, let somebody go on and on and on down another track right. um, and uh, just bring them around, bring them back to that point, especially, you know, you, you do, you do give a limited time. Right. And that's important. That's really important to do, to have, uh, to honor and respect one another's time. And um, even in the coaching session, it is a, it is a professional uh, relationship. Right. Um, but it's a relationship of trust and, and also there's a respect of the timing. So you can remind the person um, 
you know, that you have uh, 20 more minutes or whatever mm-hmm. it is and then mm-hmm. and bring it back to the point and, and then they usually do come back online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you set those things up in the beginning. That helps you to understand, okay, these are our goals for this session. Exactly. And, and helps you to focus it. And I think that's a great thing to have in the in the coaching agreement. This is what we want to talk about. These are where we want to go. Right. Excellent. Right. Um, what would you tell somebody who's like, hey, I want to coach people. How do I start? How do I do this? It sounds so exciting. <laughs> what what should I do to 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 start doing something like this? What are the steps well, I should take? <clears throat> I think first of all, you do need instruction because yeah. there, you know, you have to know what coaching is, as we said, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what's the difference between coaching and mentoring? What's the, the difference between uh, coaching and counseling? Um, I suppose you can use, you can use these skills that you learn mm-hmm. uh, from being instructed. I, I found that very, very helpful. <laughs> and especially to be in a class with a group of people and to go through the process together because yeah. we can coach each other and we can learn uh, how to put it into practice. Um, so I would encourage people to sign up for the courses that are being offered. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we have, we have some students here in Europe who are uh, engaged in taking these courses as well to help them as yeah. they reach out student leaders, you know, in yes. their groups and um, really the, that's that's the way to get going is to get the proper instruction. I I think that it's um not a good thing to try to do it and not really know what it's about mm-hmm. because coaching is not mentoring. Um yeah. you know, so I I think as a mentor you can use some coaching skills, but if if you want to to really have um that person be coached around certain issues in their lives or what they want to work on, you know, to get from one point to the next. Um, It's going to take a process uh, that I think only coaching can do. Mm -hmm. And um, so you don't want to have a mixture of things and start giving advice because you never give advice when you coach. Right. Uh, So I think it's best if you're, if you're going to choose to coach, then, then that's what the person should agree to right. uh, for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and that's always good to do that. Yeah. yeah. I've had situations where, where the person really didn't want coaching, but they wanted was a mentor, but they had under their idea, oh, I want to be coached. And so um, we would do some coaching and then I would have to say, okay, we're going to stop the coaching thing. What you're really asking for is my opinion about a bunch of stuff. So it's not coaching anymore. Just taking the coaching hat off. I will tell you what I think about these things. And they were, they were looking for specific um, things that I knew well about. I, uh, how do I visit churches in America and, and meet pastors, stuff like that. And they wanted right. my, my tips. And I was like, well, you, you can keep thinking through what you think you ought to do, but I'll just give you my tips. It's not coaching anymore. That's <laughs> yes. mentoring you. Um, so that's really good for us to realize it, it takes somebody really learning what is coaching and to work through that. It's I think so, exciting. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had one more statement I wanted your opinion on, and this is a statement uh, I'll try to, to not paraphrase too much. Uh, a coach trainer said to me, um, she said, if you have a coachable person and the Holy Spirit, there is no problem that coaching cannot help solve. What do you think about that? 
Wow. Yeah. Um, hmm. Uh, that I would agree. I would agree that um, that that probably coaching is a good beginning mm-hmm. uh, for that. You know, you can never. That's a very idealistic statement, yeah, I think, to say that a bit that you know, because a coach. We've also been taught that a coach um, can can realize that a person needs more than coaching. That's true. A coach, too. if you can realize when they when they enter into the coaching agreement and they're 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 beginning to coach the person that actually there are other issues here that right. a coach cannot address. Yeah. And in those circumstances, the, from the courses I've taken, uh, we we've been told that we can recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, counselors, yeah. we can, we can recommend others, um, and just tell the person that, you know, this is not where we're at. Right. Um, however, I, I, I believe too, that the Lord will use the coaching experience to cause people to, to be responsible for themselves mm-hmm. and to take the steps as a person being coached. Right. And make decisions for what they need themselves. Right. right. And so that's where coaching, I in in that sense, can help a person, yes, to get to the solution to any problem that they have in their lives. Yeah. Uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit. For sure. We need God's help in all of that for sure. That but, that's right. That's right. Is there any other advice you'd like to give um regards to coaching for anybody out there that might be listening? Well, I would just say, um, as Andy Stanley said, and, and, I, and he said, you'll never reach your potential unless you're coached. Mm-hmm. So I would, ex- I would say a good place to start maybe would be, you know, be coached. Yeah, find a, great find a coach, find a coach and, and start being coached. And uh, I think you'll come to the realization that the, this is uh, – it's a wonderful thing for me. It's done, it's, it's done wonderful things for me as a person and helped me get to the next step. Right. And, and, and I want to keep moving in that direction. Um, you know, it's, um, there, I also heard that, you know, we don't learn until we're in, in discomfort. Yeah. Um, when we stay comfortable, we can turn around in the same routine, but we're not, really learning. So we're not going to be transformed until we hit some things where we need help to move forward. And uh, sometimes coaching can reveal that and get us moving and uh, thinking in in different ways and learning um, and also seeking the resources we need. So, so I would say um, go out and get coached and, uh, and uh, see see what you think. That's really good. And then take it from there. Thanks, Suzanne. That's really good. Thank you so much for being a part um, with the podcast and talking with us about coaching. Um, You're welcome. I, oh, thank you. Uh, we're probably going to have to figure out how we can get some of these resources available, and we'll try and make sure that those are linked to the podcast and put online somewhere so that people can find out how can they get more coaching experience or, or get training and stuff like that. But I've really enjoyed talking with you uh, this morning. Thanks so much. It's been been fun. Thank Thank you. you.
We've added those materials to the SFC Europe website. Thanks for being a part of the podcast, listening to us. We'd appreciate your feedback, ideas for future uh, subjects to talk about. If you'd like to be a part of the podcast, leave us a note somewhere. You can leave it in the comments on the SFC Europe podcast page on the SFC Europe website. Thanks so much. Look forward to talking with you again soon.